Greetings. Today we remember and commemorate that most horrible and yet wonderful day when our King went to the cross to redeem us from the hand of the enemy and to defeat death forever. Praise be to God. I'll be sharing a number of scriptures today and I'll be using the New American Standard Bible 2020 edition unless otherwise noted. This is a humble perspective for April 15th, 2022. I handed down to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. Behold the man. For reasons known only to God himself, he chose to create humans to adopt as his children and to be the ones to rule his earth as stewards. God has never changed his plan. God said, let us make mankind in our own image according to our likeness. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Genesis 1, 26 and 27. The first man, Adam, was created good. He was sinless. Created by God to be a son by adoption, according to Luke 3.38. But rather than learn and develop in relationship with God his Father, the first human chose to seek to exalt himself, to gain knowledge independent of his Creator and Father. Thereby he short-circuited the maturing process, kept it from being brought to completion. Because of his sin, we all are subject to corruption and death. The Apostle Paul wrote about these consequences of the first man's sin in Romans 5. Through one man's sin entered into the world, and death through sin, and so death spread to all mankind because all sinned. 5.12 Through one offense the result was condemnation to all mankind. 5.18 Sin reigned in death. 5.21 However, in Paul 5.14, Paul declared the first man, Adam, is a type of him who was to come. In other words, Adam was a model, a prototype, if you will, of the one who, before the foundation of the world, was designated to be the Lamb, Revelation 13, 8, who would offer himself for the life of the world, John 6, 33 and 51. Thus Paul wrote, the first man, Adam, became a living person. The last Adam was a life-giving spirit. The first man is from the earth, earthy. The second man is from heaven, 1 Corinthians 15, 45 and 47. Therefore, when the fullness of time came, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, so that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoption as sons and daughters, Galatians 5, 4 to 5. Yet, although he was the son, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and after he was perfected, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him. Hebrews 5, 8, and 9, Christian Standard Bible. Think about it. Jesus was sinless. Although he is God, he had to learn obedience in order to come to maturity, to completion as a human being. John's Gospel especially emphasizes the truth that Jesus, God's Son, always acted in communion with the Father. 
Again and again in John's Gospel, Jesus claimed that he said and did only what the Father was saying and doing. He said, when you lift up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am, and I can do nothing on my own. But I say these things as the Father instructed me. John 8, 28. It's significant that the Greek word translated lift up in this verse, as well as in John 3.15 and in 12.32, can also be translated exalt. And in Acts, the same word is used to speak of Jesus being exalted, lifted up, to sit on the throne at the right hand of God, Acts 2.33 and 5.31. Thus, the Eastern Orthodox Bible and patristic scholar John Baer has written, in both the Synoptics and the Gospel of John, the narrative culminates in the Passion. As Christ says in the Gospel of John, when you've lifted up or exalted the Son of Man, then you will know that I am. That Christ is divine is known only from the perspective of the cross, dying a human death, but doing so divinely as God, giving himself up for the life of the world from his book, The Mystery of Christ. Now we come to John's account of Jesus' crucifixion. In John 19, 1-13, we see Pilate bring Jesus out before the people after he had been flogged, slapped in the face, ridiculed, crowned with thorns, and covered with a purple robe. There, before the Jewish leaders and the mob, Pilate declared, Behold the man. Greek word translated man is the generic word that is often translated mankind. Another Greek word specifically identifies a male. Therefore, Pilate's words could also be translated, behold the human being, like Caiaphas the high priest, who according to John 11:49-52, had unknowingly prophesied about Jesus, so Pilate also unknowingly spoke the truth. Behold! The man Jesus is the perfection, the completion of what it is to be a human being. Although Pilate preferred to release Jesus, in the end he yielded to the Jewish leaders and the mob. Beginning with 19.14 we read, And Pilate said to the Jews, Look, your king. So they shouted, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priest answered, we have no king except Caesar. So then he handed him over to them to be crucified. They took Jesus, therefore, and he went out, carrying his own cross, to the place called the place of a skull, which in Hebrew is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two other men, one on either side, and Jesus in between. Now Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It was written, Jesus, the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. 1914c-19. Think about it. Here we see Jesus lifted up between heaven and earth. Here he is, the King of the Jews, exalted onto the throne that humans made for him, a cross. Here he is, the one whom Peter proclaimed, Jesus the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs which God performed through him in your midst. Here he is, 
the perfected human who is the image and likeness of God, the Son whom God appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, and he's the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his nature, Hebrews 1, 2, and 3. In Exodus, when Moses asked to see the glory of God, he was allowed to see God's backside while God passed before him. It says in Exodus, Yahweh, which being translated as I am, I am passed by in front of Moses and proclaimed, I am, I am, God, compassionate and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in faithfulness and truth, who keeps faithfulness for thousands, who forgives wrongdoing, Exodus 34, 6-7. What a glorious God. In John 12, when some Greeks came to see, seeking Jesus, Jesus had said, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now my soul has become troubled. And what am I to say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. John 12, 23, 27 to 28, A and 32. Here he is on his cross throne, the glory of God, the fullness of deity. Not just his backside, but the fullness of God's glory unveiled in this man Jesus, as Paul put it. For God who said light shall shine out of darkness is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ, 2 Corinthians 4, 6. Look on him today, the perfected human, agape, in person, laying down his life in love to rescue and reconcile his enemies, offering himself for the life of the world, Romans 5, 12. John 6, 33 and 51. And with that, John 19, 30 says, When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit.